0: Hey, welcome back to another episode of Producer Grind Podcast. Karen Tennant JB with me. Yo, what's good? And uh, we got a little special episode today. Usually, you know, usually it's a straight producer podcast, but this man got a little bit, you know, more going on than just producers and production and all that stuff, though. But uh, please welcome to the show, man. Joe Fee, what's good, bro? What's good? Yo, what up? Chillin', man. We at the Narco House. Right. Yeah. Got the Infamous. Stand. The infamous Narco House. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, this is something like, it's like a staple, you know, in the the culture right now
1: out here. Yeah. um, It's just a crib that I got from my, um, one of my OGs named Joey. I used to be out here like on some trap shit, moving around, staying with him here at this crib. And then, um, and then he moved. Then then he was one day, he was going to be like, I'm going to move. I was like, bro, I got to have this crib. I gotta have it. I gotta have it. So then he was like, "All right, bet." Then he want he didn't want to give it to me. Then my <clears> other <throat> homeboy Dana was like, "Bro, you gotta get a the crib." Like, so then they was like, "All right, bet." So he gave me the crib. So, but I ain't have enough money to get it. I mean, I had money to give. But I didn't want to take care of it all by myself. So at first it was me and Sonny, Sunny Digital, me Sunny Digital moving in. first. And mm-hmm. hey, so you and Sonny go way back. Like, like about four years. Oh, okay. What was he doing? Was he making beats for you back then? We I mean, all just cool. Hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, cause you know I rap, so mm-hmm. at the time I was I'm from a small area, so I'm like, okay, I'm a I'm gonna get a hold of one of these big ass producers and I'm gonna do a project <laughs> with them. That's how I'm gonna get on. So I did that. I hit up I hit up Sonny through this, through one of the homies named AK, another rapper, and he put me in touch with Sonny and I bought a project called and that was Narco Wave Three. Produced by Selling Digital. The whole okay. tape?
0: Uh-huh. Wow, wow. And then, so, like, did y'all have, like, a vision, like, to have the whole shit, like, on some studio shit, like, well, there was no yeah, vision? nah, before?
1: nah, because, like, at first, well, yeah, I mean, it was just, like, excuse me, I was out here a lot. At the time, he was out here a lot. And he would be renting Airbnbs and shit, you know? So I was like, bro, this is cheaper than the Airbnb, like, just rent the house. So he was like, all right, bet, let's do it. So we rented the house. And then we had, he had the front room, I had the middle room, Aka had the back room. And then we would be in here just working a lot. Like he would be out of here. And we'd have different people coming in and out of the crib. But it wasn't really like what it is now. Mm-hmm. It didn't really become this until like after. Like Sonny kind of introduced me to like a lot of people, you know? And then like we just kind of like built upon that over the past couple of years to make it what it is now. Mm-hmm.
0: And then, like I know, like a lot of historical shits happened here, like you know the Blueface video and everything. Like, how did that come about and shit?
1: Well, the Blueface video came about because uh, Gleesh actually f- filmed a video here with Cole Bennett first, mm-hmm. and my boy Bluetooth brought Cole Bennett over here, and then we was cool. And then we met up a few other times, seen him around. He followed me. We was cool, and then um, he hit me recently, like yo, hey, can I use your crib? I said, yeah, for sure. And then when he pulled up the next day, he was like, it's for Blueface. I was like, oh, cool. So we just did that. Mm-hmm. He did it. and That was that. The video went viral. So, But I mean, other people too, like Ox, like my little nigga Ox, yeah, he see, actually he, here yeah, right he, now. He, his video, Ride Around, was done here too. Yeah, it was see, actually he, released on the same day. Oh, wow. Yeah, both those videos were released on the same day. We wasn't planning it or nothing. But, and that one was done by with Lone Wolf, Ride Around with the gang. Um, and it was actually shot in the same two places too like they shot it from the front looking this way and then they shot it in the back in this corner and that's where Bluetooth and them shot it in the front looking this way and they shot it in the back in the corner mm-hmm. so and it's, kind of blue blue face, it's like a little staple now like you gotta get a video shot here now yeah I mean let's see who else uh, before we had Max O'Cream. Oh, word! what song this he recorded uh, he did uh, he recorded here but like he did a uh, bust down mm. mm. where well, the girls were stripping on him in the kitchen mm-hmm. that was here mm. Mm. Gleisha's in the trap video um, let's see who else uh, a lot of people really Stunner for Vegas Cincy Molly Cue food. lots of people that's, that's videos you're talking about? Yeah, videos, doing them over here at the crib, yo. But I know it's a lot more
0: than just people coming here to shoot videos, you know what I mean? Like, I was here last night, I seen what was going on. Sonny was here, you know what I'm saying? Talk to us about, like, the other names and stuff. Like yeah,
1: that. I mean, so, like, what happened was um, I ended up, like, um, being here and I needed beats. And no one was really sending me beats at the time. So I was like, niggas didn't really know me too good yet. So I was like, you know, whatever. So Sonny was giving me beats and my boy Happy was giving me beats. And um, some of the first people to give me beats was Chase the Money and my boy Young God. Mm. So Young God gave me some beats and I was really fucking with Young God's beats. So I started reaching out to him like, you know, what you doing? You you know, whatever, whatever. And like, I kind of came up like on the cool, like, I like, I I always say like, I kind of like, I was like a. Like, a trap intern. Like, I wasn't no intern, but, like, I was in the in the room with, like, a bunch of these, like, giant, giant producers for a while. So, I ain't had to intern as far as, like, run errands, but I got to be there and learn a lot of shit by just being there smoking. So, like, I spent a long amount of time with Southside. You know what I'm saying? I spent long amount of time with Sunny. I spent, like, a long amount of time with, um, What's Up Gang? I spent a lot of amount of time with, um... Shit, sure. even with like my boy DJ Foo and Resource, they had me around Mike Will, my boy Shad, they would have me around Mike Will. So I'd be around like Sonny, be around Mike Will, be around Javi Perez, be around Southside, you know what I'm saying? A little bit around Metro and them sometimes too when they would come into town. Um, So like for a f- few years, I had just been kind of like sitting around like just peeping game, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And I've always been a boss. Like, I've always owned stores and all kinds of shit. Like, I've always been, like... So I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna start a production company. And so I did for, like... Uh, let me see. This this July will be two years. Like, this, this July will be two years. So, like, about a year and a half ago for my birthday, I opened up a whole bunch of LLCs. And I was like, that's for my birthday present. So... I just did that and that shit. Like, you know, so I signed Young God and then Young God introduced me to McCoy. And so that's like the staple, like the foundation of our team is Young God and McCoy. Mm. Of I get my work from the narco, narco wave. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that shit just kind of came about from just really like niggas ain't want to send us beats. So then we just started reaching out to niggas to give us beats, you know? so we got like chase the money, eat another person that I spent a lot of time with, he not really like Narco Wave, but he gang for show. Like, he definitely part of the gang. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he do his own thing. But me and him, we've worked a lot together. Like, a lot, a lot. Like, um, I produced on a song, uh, one of the big songs he got, uh we got. It's called, uh the fuck that shit called? What that shit called, bro? The song did uh, J. Cole and Oh, um, <clears throat> J. Cole J.I.D. Oh, yeah. What's that? It's all, was it the I, I, don't, I don't know like the that. name. I know the song, though, for sure. Yeah, we did that whole. Or, I didn't know that. Yeah. That, what you did, like. I found the sample. Mm. So I'll, I'll be in here, like, like, when I get bored, I'll just start, like, going through. Like, because I got, like, an extensive-ass musical category, knowledge in my head. Like, I know everything. Like, sometimes, like, on a road trip. I like challenge myself and like go through like just push the arrow up the the skip arrow not 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 the skip arrow the one that the one that just goes like like number by number and then go like to the every go to on the radio and yeah. go to every radio station and see if I could just start singing along with the song that's mm-hmm. on there any any different genre because I know them all bro I know everything mm-hmm. bro I know mm-hmm. classic rock I know Motown I know country I know rap I know R and B I know soul I know Fucking freestyle music, I know fucking Latin music. What type of
0: music did you grow up listening to,
1: really? All of that. Everything. All that shit. Yeah, yeah. I grew up, I mean, I myself would listen to rap, but like what rappers though? Like my first like, um, like I mean, I grew up listening to like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and Tupac, you know West what I'm saying? Post I grew up in the nineties and shit, so wow. so like I grew up, you know, DJ Screw, you know what I'm saying? ESG, uh, Lil' Kiki, Big Pokey, um, Jay Z, I started listening to Jay Z early on, like in 96 when he first came out. Um, shit, Mob Deep, like, you know, all the greats and shit, yeah. really all through, all the way up to Eminem, 50 Cent. I didn't, you know, I didn't see it all, really. i I not been here for a while. Talk, so, when
2: you, go ahead. so when you say, like, you go on the radio and you go through and flip through the channels, right? You try to test yourself.
1: Like, you produce too, as well, right? Yeah, sometimes it's not really like something that I'd like just rave about that I do but I produced a few tracks so like going through the radio stations like how does that help you like does it help you when you rap too get more creativity nah like it's not just something I do all the time but mm-hmm. but it's just some, it's like a challenge like it's just something I like to do cause I like to trip out like on how many songs I really know <laughs> cause it'll go from like even in the Spanish and like Hano and all of that shit it'll be like a Spanish station I'll be like I know this one too nah. then it'll be like a classic rock I'll be like I know this like you know what I mean it'll mm-hmm. be like Steels Crosby and Nash or like fucking the Doobie Brothers or some shit or you know what I mean? And then they'll go to like a soul, old school soul R and B station. It'll be like Osley Brothers or like mm. Bobby Womack or like, you know what I'm saying? They could go to a Disco Station, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like Diana Ross and I just know it all, bro. I don't know how I, I honestly don't know how. I used to have a homeboy that knew it all and I would trip out on him and I'll be like, bro, how you know it all? And now one day I know it all and I'm like, damn, how do I know all of that shit? Like, I don't even know. It just, I think it's just part of what I needed to know in order to get to where I'm at today. It's just shit that just happened in life. I just be knowing all songs, and so that's how I made that song. Was that I was over here going through like um a bunch of old Spanish songs, a bunch of old Spanish samples, and it's kind of like cooler nowadays because back in the day you had to. D- d- we, we used to dig through records and shit. Like me and my me and my Fine best and friend did. Dusty used to dig through records and shit. He's like a big Spanish EDM DJ, like. He he do, like, EDC and shit, like... Mm. But it's, like, Spanish cumbia EDMs and shit. He a big producer. And I spent many a days just behind him, just working behind him, learning behind him. Me and him learned how to make music together, honestly. Like, me and him, like, started out making music together. So, like, um, back then it used to be records. So, like, you had to find a record, go through it, and then, like... And then, like, also... Like, back then, sampling was different than it is now with, like, all the different things, like, gross beat and all these different things that you could do to these samples. So, like, back then, you would have to find something that was going to ride. You know what I mean? You was going to have to find, like, a sample back then would be, like, the way we would do it was, like, some niggas would just go find, like, You got niggas like like Alchemist and them and Premiere. They say they go and they'll find like a kick from here and a kick from here and tune it all right and make beats out of like the whole shit. Like we would just find like a nice ass loop, like Mm -hmm. more like Kanye style, like Kanye would do it, like find like a fire ass loop and then just program the drums behind it back in the day.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Nowadays, it's like you could just find something that just sounds cool. Like it just has like a good sound or just has some like instruments that no one's using right now. And it may not be like just like the most fire melody or nothing, but like you could like grab it, throw it in gross beat. You know what I'm saying? Half 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 time it. Right. Then it's not even the same anymore. It sounds like something completely, and then you're just grabbing like, it's just easier. So that's how that song came out. was like, I just, I was going through it and and Chase came over here and he was like, oh, that shit fire. And he was like, give me that. I was like, all right, bet. And then he was like, hurry up. And I was like, fuck, hold on. (laughs) And then, he made that be like like five minutes. Yeah. So you the like how, what,
0: what kind of music was you making when you first started rapping though? Like,
1: I mean, I first started rapping like in year two thousand. So I was making music like that Of that time.
0: And then how do you how do you how, do you, how do you like transition? Like you know, a lot of people might get stuck in a certain sound, like because your shit sound definitely current. You know what I'm saying? Now,
1: yeah. Um, Not get stuck in two thousand. Um, yeah. You know what? It's that's just that just that's just um that just all has to do with like me, my person, my character. Like I stay close to the streets. A long ass time ago, bro, like I'm a really like I'm like a real like I'm really from this shit. Like I really was born in nineteen eighty. You know what I'm saying? Like I just told y'all my age. <laughs> I I like I grew up in this, this is what it was, like like niggas be like why did you do this and I'll be like bruh in the 90s like this is what we did like niggas was freestyling and trying to be rappers just like today like it's like it's almost like a reoccurrence of what was happening back then like how everybody trying to rap right now like everybody was just trying to rap back then like I grew up in Texas where niggas was freestyling trying to be like screw you had mom and pop CD shops all over the all over the state Mm -hmm. you had local stars who was making like hundreds of thousands of dollars a year off of just selling CDs and mom and pop. No one would have ever known who they were. You know what I mean? Like, right. we got giant stars, like <laughs> giant, giant stars who like no one even knows who they are outside of Texas.
2: That's what B-King said. He said you can damn near go platinum just being off
1: of a yeah. Texas beat B-King like, like a new version of what they were like. He's like, he's big around the country, but he's giant in where he's from. Here's like, here's and here. like, and, and, it, and it, it's cool to see that. Like, I don't necessarily listen to his music and shit, but it's just cool to see, like, it's just cool to see, like, somebody, like, doing that look like, because Houston just used to have, like, just, like, this crazy scene that was, like, I mean, you still see it to this day. I mean, look, we got Double Cups on this interview right now, and I'm branding them with Double Cups. Mm-hmm. Like, Back I'm from Texas, Texas, I'm allowed to do that, but <laughs> at the same time, it's, like, this comes from, like, something that they were doing, like, way back way back in the day like none of us created as Lil Wayne didn't start double cups you feel what I'm saying like like nah like DJ screwing them started that shit so like Houston's always had like a fire ass to culture but like for like people would always just come and just steal the best parts of it you know what I'm saying like they'll come and be like 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 Rocky and all them them niggas is all cool I know all them niggas and I'm not hating on none of them but like when they first came into the scene they took like the purple syrup and the screwed up part and like made like more artistic style videos and more artistic style like hip hop but still added like hella elements of screwed music into it you know what I'm saying like the old Rocky like like it's been I mean ever since Screw came out people have been screwing down a voice at the end of a song or for an ad lib or anything.
0: So you, you said that's kind of taken from the culture. What's the proper way to do it to maybe, maybe help some artists from that area get on and give back in that way.
1: I mean, I don't really know if there's a proper way to do shit like that. I mean, it just is what it is. Like, I mean, it would be dope if, but at the end of the day, like, it, I mean, I don't know. Like, it ain't really like, That's it's it. not, I got, like I said, I'm not hating on Rocky and him. That shit was fire. Like, it, that didn't do nothing but help spread the culture like that I that I come from like that's my culture I grew up in it. Like, you from Texas right yeah I'm from Texas I'm from South mm-hmm. Texas I grew up in I was born in Kingsville then I grew up in Corpus Christi and I went to high school in Austin and I lived the rest of the time in the Rio Grande Valley mm-hmm. so down by almost about Mexico yeah like mm-hmm. that's what Narco Wave comes from mm-hmm. like, I've been down there for like 15 years mm-hmm.
0: so what's, what's the? I know it's gotta be real different out there like like by the border and shit like what's what's it like out there
1: I mean it's diff- it's just diff- definitely different because it's not um, like like g- like a lot of people grow up in America, you know what I'm saying? And so people are used to like American ass shit and American ass customs and American ass lifestyle. And when you're that close to the border it's not really, you like, you're living in America, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you get all the amenities of living in America, you know what I'm saying? Like, hot water and, I mean, there's hot water in Mexico, of course. But I'm just saying, like, just all of the shit, like, you know, like, 24-hour ambulances and just all of this mm-hmm. shit, right? Working street lights and shit like that, right? Um, but for the most part, like, when you're down there, like, it's not... It's like there's no like it's not really America when it comes like people like you walk into any store and they're speaking Spanish like mm. you may not even be able like if you don't speak Spanish you may not even be able to understand them at all like mm. cuz they may not they may not cuz most places over there like they may not have to hire you if like if you don't speak Spanish you're not getting hired down there and mm. then if you you if you speak Spanish but you don't en- speak English you're probably still going to get the job. Mm. But if you speak English, but you don't speak Spanish, you're probably not going to get the job. That's crazy. So like, it's just like an area where it's like not part, it's part as far as like the United States, but it's just not the same. You know what I mean? And the music, the culture, like I remember when I moved down there, like there was, was, I mean, still to this day, there was, there's just never been BET down there on the local cable. Like there was no BET. Like all they had was MTV. Mm -hmm. If you didn't have Satellite, there was no BET. So, like, how, how could you grow up without, like, how could you grow up without, like, Rachel on fucking Caribbean Rhythms? Like, what? Like, that's, like, my whole fucking teenage crush was fucking Rachel and fucking all of them people on BET and all of that shit. Like, so it's just different. If you can imagine. just imagine an area like that, like, a part of America that didn't have BET, didn't have, mm. it's just super far <laughs> behind. Like, yeah. The the people that come down, like, you'll have your certain people from that area that are like in tune. The internet's made it more easy like lately. But it's just different. It's, it's different. still even
0: like that, like super like,
1: yeah, like almost sure. like
0: out in, the, out in the sticks, out in the country, whatever. How but it's is. not
1: out in the sticks though. It's it's a giant, it's it's the fastest, one of the fastest growing areas in the country. But it's, so it's not out in the sticks. It's just really flat, so it feels like there's nothing there. Like you don't see any like tall buildings, Because yeah. there's so much land that it, nothing builds up. Everything just builds out, like. Mm-hmm. So the, it just keeps going and going. There's like one, like if there's like tw- like twenty or thirty cities down there in between them all. There's like one point five to two million people in the. Oh shit. In The in twenty or thirty area. cities. Yeah. Dang. So, like, it's not little, but every city only got 30 or 40, 50, 60,000, 100,000 people in it. So They're not about to be crowded. Everybody feels like their small town is, like, from an area. So, the music is, like, it's just different. Like, but it, it has a lot to do with my character and a lot to do with what I had to do to grind to, like, get out, you know? Like, back in the day when we was doing, back in the day, I always had, like, like in like the first time I got out of prison, I got out, I came up, I came up hard, bro. I came up so hard that time. And then like, I I bought, I had a best friend that made beats, but at the time we, there was no reason or Fruity Loops or another, it was like the very NPC, beginning that of that shit. Right. <laughs> so like niggas was still, we were still recording on digital performer, not even pro tools. It was DP four, DP three. Which was like it's like Pro I ain't Tools, even heard yeah, of that. I know exactly. Heard that before. It was yeah. like it was like Pro Tools, but like a like a cheaper, yeah. like less awesome version than Pro Tools and shit. And um, so but at the time, because you needed you needed the whole Digio two shit to go with like the Pro Tools shit to run their like you they back yeah. then you couldn't just run the it with HD an Apollo shit. SoundCloud yeah. a sound uh whatever interface. Like in the DP four, you could you could just run it with a task cam or a focusrite or whatever. So we would use that shit. Mm-hmm. And um, but like I, I just went and bought like all my. I had this dude that was fire at making beats, fire as fuck. Like to this day, I still think he could have been one of the greatest and shit. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have no bread. Like that was the thing. That's what I tell the young kids nowadays. Is like the young kids got it so easy. Like you can borrow your sister's your like you can be fucking 16 years old and if you don't have a computer already, borrow your sister's or your mom's or your cousin's computer, hack Fruity Loops, download some drums, get a sample off the YouTube, like whatever, a fucking, of, of, you can fucking, loop kits fucking get TV. a loop kit, sample free, come up with some FOS shit, you know what I'm saying? And like, you did that shit in like a day with like, back in the day, bro, you couldn't do that. Like you had to have somebody who was, like, one of the dudes in the group had to have enough perseverance to, like, come up and, like, work enough days to, like, save up to buy a keyboard According or an MPC. And, yeah, yeah. and then you would have niggas that would do that, and then they would buy it. That's my nigga Key right there. Okay, um, then, then you would have niggas that would buy that shit, and they would do that shit, and then and they would just buy it. And then they would never be able to figure it out from there. You had to have, be lucky enough to find a dude that would, like buy it, and then still have the perseverance to fucking figure Love out how to shit. make a beat mm-hmm. on a keyboard. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was keyboards. He would make it beats on keyboards and MPs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. So then, like, like I bought all my niggas, I bought my nigga, I bought my nigga all of this shit, bro. Motif keyboard, MPC. I bought the whole shit. I had came up hard as fuck way back then in, like, 2001. And so, like, back then, I had been, like, doing the whole like setting up a group trying to get this whole shit going. Like we was producing and shit. And so we did that. When I first met him, you would be able to, you you would save, uh, you would be making beats on like a Triton, on like a Triton Mm. keyboard. And so they would save on like floppy disks and shit. Mm. So like he would just go and spend like $20 on like a pack of floppy disks. And then he would just like, he didn't have a keyboard. So when he would be on his break, he would deliver sodas. He was a soda delivery dude. He would be on his break. He would go to Guitar Center and make beats, and then put the put the put the 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 floppy yeah, disk in about- and save it. And then bro, later shit. on at night, when we pull up to the studio where the one of the OG niggas had a keyboard, he would put that bitch in and pull that beat up, and then we could make music. That's and some shit. real
0: grind shit. Yeah, that's yeah. like
1: real, like real, real. That's how we started out, bro. Like I like I would literally go buy him floppy discs, and we would just go over there. I go sometimes. If he didn't have work, he didn't have a car because he would deliver. So then, if he didn't have work, I would just go drop him off. Mm. And by the time he knew it, they just—they already knew what we were doing at Guitar Center, but they weren't doing no tripping. They just like, yeah. mm. like he would They're just cool be making so beats. That. Like they don't—they don't, they don't, yeah. they don't, they don't ever be tripping. Like especially if somebody in there making bangers, yeah, but, like yeah. all it's gonna do is sell the equipment. Like they weren't doing no tripping. That's real shit. So like, that's like—that's really how like all this shit started. Was like way back then, it's just always doing that shit.
2: So what moved you out here? You, when did you move to, from Texas to out here?
1: About four or five years ago.
0: And why'd do, why did you watch that? Oh, so you, you ain't even been out here, like, since the beginning type shit? Nah, Well, yeah, since not, not the beginning, but, you know.
1: Not even. Like, I just came out here. So uh, I had, like, all of that shit happened a long time ago. And then, like, all of that shit, like, went up and came down. Then I fell off. Then I came back and I fell off. And then I, I started doing my own shit, trophy, like, about five, six years ago. mm And I came out here like I said I was coming out here on like some trap shit like just moving around and I just started noticing like out here was way more opportunity. It was like right around the time I was talking to Sonny about it the other day because that's when I met Sonny. But it was like right around the time, like it was like after rodeo, like after days before rodeo. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. But like Sonny and all them had been working with Travis. It was like Sonny, Metro, <laughs> Sizzle. Everybody was working with Travis, and they shit. had been working over there in Atlanta and like working in LA, and they kind of mm-hmm. like turned up LA. Kind of like I feel like them. I feel like them, the niggas that turned up LA for everyone to come out here.
0: Speak, talk a little bit more. Like what you mean?
1: I mean, I just felt like that was around the time that like niggas was like. I mean, of course, people was in LA working, recording studios. People had always come out here to do the music, but I feel like. It just happened to coincide with right around the time Airbnb, Airbnb got popular. Mm. Just like a good mixture. Like if you look at what happened in LA around that time, it was like Travis like blew up. Those giant producers was like working on his project. They was over there in Atlanta working. Then they came over here, they was working on it. And then like everybody on the internet looking at everybody in LA, like damn niggas in LA. And then it just, in my opinion, I mean, this is how my vision, I don't know if this is exactly how it happened, but in my opinion, then Airbnb, was around at that same time, right around the time that scamming was around, mm. the kids was scamming mm. hard, and then LA just blew up. LA mm. was just like, bet, we gonna be you know what I mean? Mm. Like I remember being here before like a lot of people was coming like a lot of people was here, but like I remember coming here like at the beginning to where like now it's like niggas is out in LA. Like you running into everybody on Fairfax Eric. You wow. know what I'm saying? Like you
0: say they brought like that Atlanta vibe like this like some Atlanta shit you know what I mean like I mean like I Mike said I everyone. started this house with
1: Sunny Digital and a lot of the people that I met was was from him and was through the Atlanta connect you know yeah. what I'm saying like Atlanta showed me a lot of love but for the most part around here I I, I try to like show love to everybody but I always try to show extra love to Texas yeah. so we always had like Trill Sammy Dyke Soho me Max o Cream, Tay Money Flex and Fab Cincy Mali Little Brook. You know what I'm saying? Just like, you know, Bugatti Casino, like, 10K, like, uh, just people. You know what I'm saying? Even Travis, Travis came through, kicked it with us a couple of times. My boy Mafia brought him through. He sat here smoked weed with us and shit. Like, so I try to make sure and keep Texas always heavy in here. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Talk to us about these billboards, man, that we've been seeing all over LA and shit.
1: Um, yeah, bro, today, like the second interview, it's been going down, I ain't gonna lie, that shit crazy, like, I mean, like, you know what? Like, it's like, you know when you do some shit and you're like, bro, I'm finna do this, and then you're like, but then, like, it just work out perfect, and <laughs> then you're like, damn, that shit was fire. like, I can't believe that shit just work like that. Like, it doesn't always happen like that in life. Like, yeah. you get a lot of shit done and it doesn't go exactly the way you wanted it, but you still got it done and you still proud. But, like, sometimes some shit just happened where you're like, damn, that's crazy. Like, Burr. it really did happen like that. Like, the way, you know what I mean? Like, and that's what happened with this shit. Like, it was like, it was just like, nigga, one day I was just, I was just tired of seeing all these niggas. Like, I said it in the other interview. I was like, bro, like, why do Post Malone and Ariana Grande and these giant artists need billboards anyways? Like. Uh-huh. how much traffic is that billboard driving really to their, to like them, how many right? like, okay because like <laughs> the whole point of like these it, these streaming services is revenue right mm. they're getting a small percentage of every stream right so if you're gonna why put up a billboard for somebody that's already gonna go fucking diamond like right. that how much how much how many streams is, is that billboard really gonna add to a diamond artist mm. then when it would do to like more upcoming artists right because those people are going to go diamond regardless, but these people aren't. So if these people are going to go diamond regardless, you're going to get your money off of that. Why not put, why not put your advertising dollars into people that aren't going to go diamond that maybe you could push to diamond. You understand what I'm saying? thought yeah, about then, like that. And then now they're making more money because they're not having, they're not having to fucking put money into people that are already going to do those numbers, regardless of what type of promotion. They get. Sure. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. But Somebody's that just come kid. from me being in the streets, looking at it like I'm just a street nigga so i was like all right bet this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna put up these billboards and i'm gonna make it look like they the ones that put it up wow. so mm. i called my fucking i called my fucking dude and i fucking told him uh i called my fucking dude and i told him yo i want to fucking set up a billboard make it look like spotify we did it and at the time spotify was doing all these like end of the year cap so i was like voting you know, best trap rapper. Yeah. yeah put that yeah. on there. <laughs> and then like it did good and I was lit and I was like, bro, I'm gonna do another one. Fuck it. So I did another one. And it was the Apple music. And then they got mad, they took it down. They hated actually. They said so they said you cease and or and shit, right? They sent a cease and desist, yeah. yeah. And then like we took it down. We took the Apple off and then we put it back up. But now it's all good. Shout out Apple. They got me going like next week to go do like an interview over there. So. That so that yeah. Yeah. So it's a good ass cool. investment. Yeah. So then that then that happened. And then, right around, I mean, then before that, like, shit was already popping, though. Like, niggas was already coming because of the beats by that time. Like, it was already, like, that nigga, Young God, once he pushed play, like, I could take him to any session. He pushed play on the keyboard, niggas gonna rap. Like, mm. that's really, I be telling niggas, like, Young God has really was what made, like, me being able to, like, be a businessman. But, like, Young God is what made everything easy because that nigga's beats are hard as fuck. Mm. And he the new truth. Like, he the <laughs> best producer in the game, in my opinion. Like, And, like, I don't give a fuck who you tell that to. Like, nigga, everybody else, they greats and giants and all of that. But to me, young guy's going to be the new GOAT. And, like, when he pushes play, nigga, like, niggas is rapping, bro. And it just made it easy as fuck. Like, just made it easy. Like, I ain't going to lie. Like, made it easy as fuck.
0: Talk to us about some advice you could give to somebody that kind of wants to be more of that CEO of a label type position, role type shit.
1: You can't want to be that shit. You got to be that shit already. See it? That's it. I've been been opening stores. I opened my first store in the flea market when I was like 17. Mm You know what I'm saying? To sell like fucking, I can't even remember what the fuck I was selling. Like like some type of CDs or some type of t-shirt or some shit. So
0: you got to be a hustler.
1: Yeah, like I mean, what the fuck? Like, who, how you gonna fucking help other people get money? You can't even get no money yourself. Like, fuck out of here.
0: So for someone that is a hustler, you know, they like been doing stuff like
1: you said in the beginning, like having. Yeah, those, I would you know suggest stuff. like most. Like the only reason that I'm still rapping is because I, I I'm not a quitter. So like I started something. <laughs> I'm finna fucking finish it. Like I could have been like a long ass time ago. I could have got, we was the Sony offered us a giant deal. I used to be in the Spanish group. I used to rap in Spanish. Oh wow. But I was like, my boy got mad at me. I'm like, nah, like I didn't start out my career to be a Spanish rapper. That's a cheat code. Like mm. everybody want a Spanish rapper right now. Like fuck that. Like mm. and this was like, 10 years you. ago before all of this, we had a giant deal on the table and I was like, nah, fuck that. I want to do it my way. You know what I'm saying? So the only reason I'm still rapping is because I started out rapping you know what I mean? Like, and I'm finna finish what I'm doing and I'm finna let everyone hear my story and all that shit. But, like, to anyone else who wants to be like a boss in this game, if you already a boss in the streets, like, don't try to rap, nigga. Just be a boss. It's, it's way, like, I would have just did, you know what I'm saying? Like,
0: be an investor. Yeah,
1: it. yeah. It's all good to be an investor. Like, you're gonna get bread. You're gonna do everything. You're gonna live like a rapper. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna do all of that shit. Like, you're gonna be straight. Like,
0: so, like, what, talk to us about baby rappers. You be talking about baby rappers and shit. You <laughs> talking
1: Baby, well, I just be saying like a lot of, a lot like it, like I got, I got shit. There's one of my little niggas is over here right now. He's not a baby rapper and he's 14. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't be talking about like when I say like you a baby mean, rapper. You know, I know you don't mean that. I don't mean by age. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah. Yeah. Not, like nah, he a nah, not a young OG to me. But like, like, I just be saying like a lot of these rappers nowadays just don't really be talking about anything at all. Hmm. And they never really had a hard ass life. Like, okay, you from the streets like nigga you're 17 like what the fuck like nigga that doesn't mean nothing like like you like even if you just grew up like the most poor or whatever 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 like that's cool you from the streets i get it but that don't make you you know that don't make you like a crime boss or like a crime lord nigga cuz you right. sold a couple of 50 packs like mm. nigga like it's niggas out here like me nigga i'm in my fucking 30s nigga like that's that's what I meant. Like, I didn't mean no diss to Jay-Z. Somebody hit me the other day like, oh, you was dissing Jay-Z in an article. I'm like, nah, not really. I was just saying Jay-Z was out of the streets by the time he was 26.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's cool. That's great. That means he grew up. Like, he's 50-something now, so boom, half his life he was in the streets. That's not my life. My whole life I've been in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't get out of the streets when I was 26 years old and, and move around and get to move around with, like, super rich white people and learn the ways of— of, uh, of another culture in order to that, that's really good at getting money in order to you understand what i'm saying yeah, like yeah, i ain't get yeah. to learn none of that shit I feel you. like i was in the street still until you know fucking a couple of years ago like you know what i'm saying so it's like that's what i meant by baby rappers and all of that shit is that like a lot of these times It'll be some niggas that like there'll be niggas that right now there's niggas right now that they're praising in the game that I know for a fact didn't have no money before they got on. Was Mm. borrowing clothes from producers Mm. and people that was putting them on before they got on. And now they just the biggest boss in the world trying to give advice Mm. to niggas. Mm. How you going to give advice to nigga when you just a lucky nigga that some people put on? Mm. That shit don't make no sense to me. Like, nigga, that that's not real advice, bro. You made up your whole life. And mm-hmm. now you got some shit. Like, I'm not taking nothing away from the hood because growing up in the hood is, is hard. I didn't really grow up in the hood. Like, I grew up right next to the hood. But my mom, I grew up with my mama. My daddy had a hell of paper, but he didn't fuck with us. So like, we was just like, my dad bought my mom a nice house and then I just lived in a nice house, but we was always just eating cereal for dinner and just just always fucked up because it was just me, and my mom, and my sister and shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm not from the hood. So I'm not going to take nothing away from anybody who just lived like a really, really hard life coming up. But that still doesn't make you like a street boss. Like that don't make you or nothing besides for just, like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, or like a real entrepreneur. Or like a big ass drug dealer just because you from the hood doesn't make, not, not everybody from the hood a big ass drug dealer. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like, and so what, like, that's what i will be mad about. Sometimes i will be talking about this shit. i will be like, bro, a lot of these niggas don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. And then everybody else running around listening to them and shit and just praising them for the shit. And the whole game, just everything getting all fucked up. It didn't used to be like that. Like, back in the day, all the rappers, if you was a rapper, you either had to be the best rapper in the world, like Twista or Nas, or you had to be one of the realest niggas in the world, like motherfucking E-40 and Pimp C and fucking Tupac and... You know what I'm saying? I'm saying even Tupac was like the most non the, the least realest niggas of all of those niggas because he came up like in arts in school. Mm-hmm. But he also had a Black Panther like upbringing. So he already had all the knowledge. So when it came time, he felt like people was trying to kill him. He just became a whole nother person. One of the realest people we ever seen in the whole world. I, I feel like he the best leader of our generation. But. Like at the same time, I'm saying like you didn't have no fucking little Zans back then, bro. And like little Zan Mexican, and I'm Mexican, and I and I try to I always like to see Mexicans doing. But you didn't have no bullshit, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you didn't have no motherfuckers who just blew up because they had some fucking face tests and looked kind of fucking like looked dumb as fuck. Really, you know what I'm saying? But it looked good on pictures, and it looked kind of funny on photos and on mm-hmm. online, and it got a certain aesthetic. And now all of a sudden you up, like, ain't no reason for none of that shit, bro. Like that's that's the shit to be having me mad, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, Cause nigga, like back in the day, nigga, what we grew up in, it was like, <clears throat> those was real niggas doing that shit, nigga. Even back in the day, bro, even if you go, all, it was always real niggas doing music. Nigga, like even Cadillac Records, nigga, fucking Muddy Waters shot the nigga right there on the side of the road who was trying to be like him way back in the gap. They was out there singing blues and shit, but they was gangsters doing some real shit. Like, nowadays, bro, that's a bunch of fucking pussies, bro. Like, that shit be on my nerves. <laughs> but I keep I keep all of that out of this house. So, like, when you see the people that are over here, mm-hmm. it be people. Like, there's people that come around that we don't fuck with. Like, and then I just don't let them come around no more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and the people that be around be people that I feel like they're authentic in their own way. Like, hey, everybody can't be the hardest street thug like me, but... You gotta be authentic. I feel like authenticity is really what what what's missing the most. That's but that's I grew up when the gangster rap era was in, so my rap that I look at how rap should look like is gangster rap. You know what I mean? Like, so that's just how I look at it.
0: Can you compare like this, like what we're going through now in rap to like any other like music like in throughout history? You know what I'm saying? Like any other little era? I don't know.
1: I don't know. I mean, right now, it's like it's kind of like when Diddy and, and them niggas was kind of like just making a, a bunch of fruity shit, like real soft. But they were making hits, though. That's the difference. They were making hits, though. So, like, you can't take away from what they did. It was just, like, the visual aspects of what they was doing was like that. Nowadays, nowadays you don't got to make a hit to be famous and shit. So that's the difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could just make some shit that, like, people are jamming for a little bit and looks a certain way and, like, kind of be on. But nowadays, fame ain't the same as it used to be. Like it was like way harder to get on TV than it is to get a million followers on Instagram. So
2: you know I got a mean? I got a question. So like,
1: it's way harder <clears throat> to get on. It was way harder to get your video on BET back then than it was for you to get a hundred a million followers on Instagram today.
2: Mm-hmm. I got a question. So seeing how the way stuff goes now in this industry, right? Like if you got attention on Instagram, then you can blow up and be the, the biggest rapper ever, right? You ain't got to be authentic. Does that make you? change how you move like when you got producers on your producers on your team do you try to take certain aspects of the current way things are and then apply it to them or do you like just want to keep it nah like, them niggas way? go
1: hard I just like there's just a lot of people that ask for beats that don't get beats you know what I'm saying there's hella people that ask us for beats that I don't I won't, I'll be like All right, I got you I won't send out no beat like not we don't really want okay. you rapping on our mm-hmm. shit
2: mm-hmm. okay talking talk about beats like from an artist standpoint um, what's some advice to producers who you know what I'm saying? Making
1: the game. I mean, shit, nigga. You just got to go hard, bro. And make sure your drums is hard. And make sure that your shit go hard. And, like, don't be no little hoe with your beats, like, running around. Just, like, find some niggas that go hard and just group up with them. Like, most producers come up with somebody. Like, look at the t- producers that came up last year. Like, take Keith. He came up with Black Boy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Look at course he was probably doing this thing before but they came out together you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. so like just find somebody to attach yourself to that you feel like you're gonna go hard look at chase the money him and valet like they paired up kind of mm-hmm. right like so just like i would do that i would concentrate on like don't like worry too much about sending beats to niggas online like find some niggas in your area to go hard and like help produce them like be a real producer like don't make just make beats like Mm-hmm. being a producer and making beats is too tall. I can make a beat like, but I mm-hmm. produce a lot more than I make beats you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. nice. like I'll be making sure like bro there's times bro when we're here and everyone's here and there's times that I'll just probably smoke a whole ounce of weed just making sure that there's blunts going around the room to make sure that the vibe's right mm-hmm. to make sure that music's mm-hmm. getting done sacrifice you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like I'll spend 200 whole extra $200 on a zip just to smoke that shit just to make sure that whoever's here, whether it's like my nigga Key right here, he probably going to come record right now. Like if he here, he going to be like, yo, turn off the lights. I want everyone quiet. Roll up some weed. Like we're going to do it all. Like we're going to make sure like that's what a producer is, bro. Like mm-hmm. it's not just making the beat. Like you got to curate the whole shit. You got to make sure them niggas want to come around you and make music. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> want to feel true. Com- They feel comfortable around you and shit. And they fuck with you. Like. You can't be no lame ass nigga, bro. That's why I be telling people, bro, if you a lame ass, bro, you have, first of all, the the most important thing in the whole world, bro, is rap and all of this shit, bro. Lame niggas is not supposed to do it, bro. And you gotta be honest with yourself, bro. If you a lame Mm -hmm. nigga, bro, just go get a job somewhere, bro. And just Mm -hmm. like, nigga, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of these things, bro. Like, cause everyone could do it. Then like, everyone does it. And there's no like really way to say that you're pro. So mm-hmm. like if you play basketball, mm-hmm. niggas'll be like, oh, you play ball? And be like, what'd you play? And be like, oh, I, pl- I I was varsity or oh I went to I went to college. Or I played D one. Or I played at Duke and be like, oh damn, you really balled. And be like, mm-hmm. oh, I went to the league. Oh damn, you a real baller. And right. that's there's your pecking order. Boom. Right. With 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 rap, I could be on um, like I mean, I'm not a great, the greatest rapper at all by far yet. I'm just barely coming up, but I could be on Complex like I am right now and I could tell somebody on the street, like, yo, I rap. And they'll be like, oh yeah, my little cousin raps in the garage. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, and they'll compare, like, there's no, like, pecking order in this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that should be weird as fuck. I feel that. Hell
2: yeah. You can't be no
1: lame
0: ass nigga, man. Nah, I feel that. So, uh, real quick, man, tell us about this uh, project you got coming
1: out uh, in Paris with uh, Louis Berninsky. Um, That's not next. Next is uh, Big Narco Volume 2, which is like, it's like real emotional. Like, I got put a whole bunch of, like, my heart onto that bitch. And we turn up a little bit, too. I got Valet on there. And then um, after that, we're going to Paris. Me, Young Guy, and Fang. And we're going to go meet up with Brodinski, and we're going to do a project called Narcos in Paris. We're going to shoot the videos over there. And we're going to do all, we're going to do, it's all going to be done over there.
0: That's
1: fair. You ever been over there? Nah, I ain't never been over there. So. Mm. I was supposed to go already, though, but I chose to get that second billboard. We was going to go do that, and I was like, nah, I'm going to do the second billboard instead. I'm going to just go do that later. And it worked out. It worked out. Better right. like this way. True, man. Sure.
0: Another dope episode, man. Uh, shout
1: out. We're like, you go follow you and check you out, bro. Drophy. It's easy. Just put Drophy. Just Google Drophy or put Drophy on you know, any, any one of the apps, or whatever. Right. D-R-O- Underscore fe or space fe, and on YouTube and all of that shit. Marco way fourteen twenty three shit.
0: Back though, bro. Another dope episode, man.
2: Peace.